Hello, welcome to Prince Track by Track. I'm your host, Darren. And today we're going to be talking about La La La, He He He, from the B-Sides. Recorded January 1987 at the Galpin Boulevard House and released on the 18th of February 1987. Basically a month from recording to release as the B-Side of Sign of the Times. On the track, we have Prince with Sheila E, Eric Lees in Atlanta Bliss, and the track was co-written by Sheena Easton. The track is 3 minutes 21, although there is a 10 minute 32 version on the 12 inch, which I have not listened to. Mm. I cannot imagine 10 minutes that particular sample, which I'm sure we will talk about once we get into the song. Uh, joining me today to speak about this is Stan Ferguson. Hello, Stan. Hello. Thanks for having me back, Darren. There's a story, obviously, that goes behind this song, which is... Uh, why the title is so kind of silly. It comes from Sheena Easton. She kind of talked about how it was it was something that, you know, um, at, at the time she, she owned six cats and she had told a story about a cat in a tree being teased by a dog. And, you know, Prince had said, oh, that could be a song. And she had said, oh, yeah, you know, what do you want me to sing? And she sang the chorus line. Um, and, you know, and Prince was like, yeah, you know, that'll be the chorus. And then, you know, he basically went and wrote the whole song just kind of based on this this kind of story um, that, that Sheena Easton had told. Um, and, you know, I mean, I, I think in the in the liner notes for the hits, the B-sides, it kind of makes out like it was almost done on a dare. Right. Um, although I don't feel like that's completely accurate to the situation. But it, it kind of in the in that same kind of thing of like. Um, you know, here here is a you know here's a um, you know a, a song that is essentially nonsense, um, and that relies heavily on this one sample from, uh, which is on the the Fairlight CM. Um, I think a CM three was the one that Prince had, and so obviously, um, you know, it's it's kind of based entirely off of that. Um, you know, just that kind of that little that I, it's such a weird thing for Prince to be like, yeah, this is. This is a song. This is what I'm going to do now. Yeah, I, this um, is a really, really silly, goofy kind of thing. It shows off his sense of humor, really. And and the thing is, well, with Prince is, you know, like occasionally, you know, people could see him as being, you know, kind of quite serious uh, because he kind of, you know, he had like a kind of, I mean, I, I would kind of characterize it as like a poker face. Like he never really kind of gave anything away. <laughs> Um, in terms of like, you know, um, anything to do with his music, aside from kind of telling people just to kind of listen to the music. Right. Um, you know, if you've seen any interviews with him and people are trying to kind of get into the, the meaning of certain songs and he's almost kind of like, yeah, I'm not going to tell you what that song actually means. And anything that was kind of autobiographical, he always kind of like denied that there was anything autobiographical in his songs, um, you know. And, and so it's kind of interesting that, you know, he does this kind of silly song. I mean, admittedly, it's only thrown out there as a B-side. Um, but on, like, one of his more serious kind of, like, meaningful songs, like Sign of the Times is, you know, that's about as political as Prince ever got. Right. Um, you know, and and so it's kind of interesting that Prince was like, oh, so here's a very serious song, you know, that's about, you know, kind of all these kind of very serious issues. And on the B-side is something that he just, he did one month earlier, like, on a dare. Right. Uh, and... I don't know. I, that's the kind of thing that, you know, when I became a Prince fan, uh, you know, as I did in kind of like the 90s, when I'd kind of go back and, you know, listen to stuff like this and you know, hearing this on the B-sides was the first time I heard it because, uh, you know, I, I you know, I didn't own the Sign of the Time single. 
and you're listening to it and I'm like, what on earth? What is like what is this? <laughs> like, who is who is this person? Like, I don't know what's going on in this song. Like, I'm listening to it as like, I don't know, like a 17-year-old or something. And I'm like, what what is this whole I'm you know, I'm a dog outside your door and I've been there since quarter four. Like, it's like the, it's the silliest kind of thing. You know, yeah. and you know, you're a cat licking intense. I bite your leg in self defense, and I'm like, I, d- <laughs> and I, like just thinking about it, I'm like, I don't, and like I, I don't even know that I could even give this a genre because it, like, it doesn't feel like Prince is is kind of writing in the genre. It just feels like he's he's got the fair light on. He's like kind of sampled something, and he's, I mean, that that um the drums that like that that like um dog sample that's used as almost like a snare hit right that's just on the fairlight cm3 that's like that's just there it's just like a preset right that he's just like using as the snare and i don't know it it strikes me if i were just to give it a genre it's like a dirty children's song i guess the, yeah. the weird sense of humor that it has it's it reminds me a lot of uh raspberry beret and you've got the look uh you know which you listen to and if you look at some of the lyrics of Raspberry Beret and you, and you just watch the video or and just listen to the music and how uh, he does his voice in kind of almost a chipmunk sound and you've got the look. Uh, he's got this. Yeah. He does have this very silly uh, kind of sense of humor to him that, that he exposes every so often. And uh, there's some even kind of I mean, it's not a joke song, but there's just some jokey lyrics in raspberry beret uh that i think kind of tie into this and this is just him going just leaning into it and making just a very silly song um and i think it's probably kind of in response like all right we've got this super serious song with sign of the times let's lighten it up a bit um and (laughs) that's what they do And, and and just when i was listening to it my own desire in terms of interpreting this song is not the obvious metaphor um of you know uh, two people being very flirtatious but rather it's a song about an interspecies romance and that's how i that's how i <laughs> choose to interpret it yeah i mean i, I think it's funny actually because like when it when when we do get the kind of the part that was you know in the interviews that sheena recently gave like the kind of more directly influenced where he says get out of my tree grinning at me licking your tail like it's cream stroking your whiskers causing a scene that's not the way to be with me um like <laughs> i mean i don't know i i, I think i think it, you know like the, the whole and the doggy say to the kitty like the deliberate kind of like childish like he's not saying the dog or cat he's saying doggy and kitty right um and i think the thing is someone someone at warner's obviously had a bit of a sense of humor because scarlet pussy is like the song right before this and so it always felt like when i was younger i i, I mean i wouldn't kind of confuse the songs completely because obviously one is kind of got a slightly sillier title but they would kind of be together in my head because I'm like Scarlet Pussy goes straight into this song about a doggy and a kitty, so it's kind of it. It, it maybe maybe the kind of um, you know the the kind of suggestion in Scarlet Pussy would kind of carry over into La 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 He 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 for me because I'd be like still thinking about that song when I'm hearing this one, even though Scarlet Pussy was recorded like a, a year after this. But yeah, I mean, I I, I don't know. It's <laughs> the fact that it has you know, oh, how sexy it will be if we ever get together in my tree. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I, th- I think the thing is as well, there's like few artists who can kind of, you know, sing something that silly 
and kind of almost get away with it. I'm sure people would be like, imagine you, you're, you know, you're, you're like a teenager. You bought Sign of the Times on Seven Inch. You turn it over, and this is the B side. <laughs> you, I could, I could just, I can't imagine what it'd be like. It'd be so bewildering to just be sitting there in 1987 listening to this and being like, "This is the guy who did Purple Rain. Like, what's happening? Right. You know, this is the guy. This is the guy who did Sign of the Times, which is on the other side of this Seven Inch. Right. What on earth is he thinking about here? Like, you know, where's the meaning? What's what's going on about France and you know the the the, the big disease with the little name and all that kind of stuff? And now he's talking about how sexy it'll be if we ever get together in my tree. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I. I mean, sometimes I try and find meaning in the lyrics that Prince, you know, kind of sings, but I just don't think there's any, like, other than the kind of superficial meaning, I don't think there's really anything to kind of dig into with the lyrics for this song, because it is just deliberately kind of silly. Right. And I think, and it's almost like if you were going to do a a parody of the stereotype of Prince, this is the kind of song you would come up with, but Prince himself actually did it. That definitely makes sense. Yeah, it does kind of, I mean... um, you know, to kind of talk about a different artist in the the 90s, there was a certain point where Bjork kind of found fame and people had this very specific idea that she basically just made kind of high-pitched noises. (laughs) Um, When, in fact, she's a very talented vocalist. But then the kind of parody of what a Bjork song would sound like ends up being kind of some of the the later stuff that Bjork did in, in the kind of, you know, in the early 2000s. She kind of did stuff that was a bit more experimental and that was kind of a bit of a parody of what you thought the song was going to be, um, you know, like what what a Bjork song would be. And you're right, this does kind of sound like Prince being like, you know, people think I'm this kind of super sexual kind of over the top guy. Well, here's a song that is completely sexual or isn't it? You know, like it's, you know, there's a whole thing about, you know, sure do wish dogs could climb. <laughs> then we could have a funky good time. Stuff like that is kind of like, yeah, I guess if you were putting stuff into like, you know, like today... I mean, um, you know, there are like, uh, you know, computer learning has kind of started, you know, people have started using it to like write songs, uh, you know, in certain styles. I don't know if you're aware of this, but someone actually kind of had a computer write a song in the style of the Beatles. Right. It kind of sounds like what you think a Beatles song should sound like, but most of the lyrics are kind of nonsense because computers don't understand how to do lyrics yet. (laughs) And that kind of feels like this a little bit, like if someone was like, okay, let's... Let's get all the Prince's songs, let's put them in a blender, stick it through a computer and kind of have that computer spit out what it thinks a Prince song should be. (laughs) And this kind of starts to veer into that territory just a little bit. But obviously Prince is the one who did it first, so... You don't even need to go to that much trouble. And I mean, I just, I mean, I like when, I mean, this is, I mean, the funny thing is there is something kind of funny about where, you know, towards the end, he says, nasty little cat left up in a tree. Yeah. And I think that's, that's like, that's, that's kind of clever. Cause it's like, is it worth this dog kind of risking getting up into the tree to kind of, as they say, you know, have a funky good time. Right. Because if he falls and hurts himself, that's it. It's over. But it doesn't matter to the cat because they've got nine lives. So if they fall out of a tree, they're fine. Obviously, not completely true. Cats do not have nine lives. <laughs> you know, but it's... I just want to make that clear. I do understand that cats can, you know, they're just very good at landing. You know, they, they've got a skill set. It, it makes you think... That line is the one that made me think, is this really a metaphor of people having sexy times or is this really about a dog and a cat yeah because it's really hard to find what the there's you can come up with some ideas of what the metaphor for nine lives versus one may be yeah 
but what you, you then have to ask what is the dog or the person risking in terms of getting into this tree whereas it doesn't matter to the cat but it would matter to that person and i mean i think is as well as like obviously uh, you know uh, if you think of um you know let's say you think of cartoons or you think of cats and dogs you almost always think of you know a male dog and you know a female cat um you know obviously i right. I, I, I get more into that in the song scarlet pussy as to why that song is called that but like there's almost this stereotype of like you know men obviously could you know if they if they act a certain way are called dogs you know obviously uh you know kitty can mean certain things about women so like there is almost this thing of it can be like you say like literally a dog trying to get into a tree to have sex with a cat or you could think to yourself well <laughs> it's it's about a guy maybe risking his reputation or something whereas i mean that doesn't even work as a metaphor because obviously you know there is the double standard of of you know if women you know let's say the nine lives are you know more than one sexual partner and you know the, the guy's only got like this one opportunity or i don't mean that again the metaphor doesn't really track at all in that way but it just seems kind of odd that in this particular case i mean maybe it's just me maybe i'm just assuming that the dog is you know male and the the kitty is female because obviously you know those could easily be reversed but it, and if they were reversed that would right. kind of make a bit more sense of like you know a guy has got nine lives and in essence you know them kind of sleeping around and stuff like that with a double standard doesn't really matter that like their reputation doesn't really kind of get affected that much but for women it's a lot easier for i suppose you know their reputation be ruined like that after one night of fun I, I, and that, that's where it kind of uh that's where it kind of falls flat even if you try to say it's an interracial metaphor because especially even back in the the early 90s if it was a, a black man wanting to date a, a white woman um it would be i guess you could say it would, it would be worse for for him than it would be for yeah. her but it would still also ruin her reputation yeah i, I, I think know? that's it yeah if you try to track so, it as as like the the lives being a reputation then i don't i don't think there's any way to kind of fit it into anything but like i say i feel like we're reading way 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 too much into this because i don't think prince kind of yeah in in the <laughs> That's why I'm done with it just being a cat. And a yeah, dog, I, literally. I think that. Yeah, and obviously, you know, like we finished with Prince saying, "I'm picking up your scent," which <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I it's I I, I just kind of and the thing is, this is like in terms of like silly songs. This is like Prince has done a few. Um, there's one in particular which is on um, uh, Rainbow Children, which is called uh, Wedding Feast, which is about like 40 seconds long, and it is literally like the silliest thing that Prince has ever done. Um, but he didn't try and stretch that out into like a, you know, like it's like a three minute song or something. So it's interesting or even a 10 minute song. I mean, I don't know what the 10 minute version of this would be like. I'm sure I could find it somewhere on the internet and listen to it. But I think after three minutes of this, I'm like, okay, I kind of, I kind of understand what Prince is doing here. You know, I got yeah, it. I don't need another seven minutes of, That's a... <laughs> of that particular sample. It's not a song that leaves you wanting for more. No, um, but at the same time, like I, I do kind of like that. Occasionally, Prince would do this, you know, like you know, he's he's living. Oh God, he's yeah. living in a recording studio now. He can record twenty four seven, and sometimes he did, and so it's just fun to kind of to imagine Prince like on you know on like a one night just being bored and being like you know I need a B side you know I'm about to I'm about to release you know um uh, you know a single in a few weeks time. I haven't got any B-sides that I feel are suitable. 
I'm just going to go into the studio and see what I can do. You know, Sheena Easton said something funny earlier, and I'm just going to I'm going to try and do that. You know, and and that's kind of like. Right. You know, and yeah, I like the fact as well that he kind of gave her co-writing credits, you know, even though she kind of only really came up with like the chorus of la la la, he he he, I love you, you love me. You know, like I just I like that. I like the kind of idea of Prince being like, okay, let's kind of, you know, let's kind of do this, um, you know, and just kind of get in the studio. um, And as well, I always love when we have Eric Leeds and Atlanta Bliss on a track as well. So it's nice to kind of just have them back. and also, it's worth saying as well that this was kind of, um, you know, there was another song called My Tree, which was what Prince was kind of recording originally. Um, and in the end, like after kind of starting the the kind of initial tracking for that, he kind of put that to one side and then kind of just did this. Um, so it's almost like he was kind of, he, he knew he, maybe he had this song to record, but he was just like, oh, I don't really feel like that. That's kind of... Um, I don't want to say play hooky because that kind of doesn't make any sense while he's still in the same studio. But like, he was just like, I don't, you know, like I could imagine him being like, I'm not really feeling this song. Let's just do something silly instead. And then that just ends up being a B-side and, you know, and here it is on, you know, the B-side compilation. And, you know, years later, people are still being like, what on earth was this song all about? You know, like it's almost, uh, you know, it's like 31 years later, um, you know, not to the day, but, you know, a couple of weeks after. And, you know, I'm still like, I don't fully understand exactly what he's going on about in this song. Even Sheena Easton just kind of giving interviews and saying, oh, it's just a silly song, you know, it was based on this phrase. You still have to say to yourself, well, you know, what else is Prince trying to say? Um, you know, I mean, particularly when he says, hey, little pussy, you sure look sweet. Knock it off of my knocking me off of my four feet. <laughs> you know, I, I like you say, it does kind of feel like it's, you know, like a dirty children's song, which let's face it kids you know kids like kind of people kind of pushing the envelope a little bit and kind of being naughty so i feel like you know if you right. if i feel like if you did kind of just play this to like a bunch of i don't know let's say like nine ten year olds they would find it funny and they would kind of you know just because they know even though even if they maybe they didn't understand all the kind of the implications of the lyrics and stuff they would just find it funny because it's just a silly song i mean prince kind of played it live a few times that he didn't really play it live he would kind of he would take the kind of because that sample that that kind of that dog sample um you know prince kind of used that on a couple of other songs so i think he kind of just like put kind of while that sample was on he kind of played some of the chords from this and kind of just put it into other songs um, on a couple of tours kind of that was like around 87 88 anyway when you know when he was playing a lot of stuff from around the kind of sign of the times period anyway so it would kind of make sense for him to maybe kind of dip into the b-sides if he you know if he needed to fill a show out with a little bit of something um but yeah and uh, i mean <laughs> it feels silly to say it but i couldn't find any cover versions of this anywhere <laughs> i i can only imagine that the only person who would cover it would be Gene and Bob's Burgers. <laughs> yeah, I, I, and the funny, th- I think the thing is as well is like I feel like with some of these more kind of obscure B sides and some of the the album tracks, I feel like if someone really kind of gave it a try and could really kind of make it work, then that would be a good chance at them kind of, you know, people being like, oh, have you seen this, you know, this this cover of this this Prince song by this particular band? Like, I feel that would be a good way for someone to kind of get a reputation. You know, if they took like a, a few kind of like obscure Prince album tracks or B-sides and kind of really did something with them and kind of, you know, that would be a good way for someone to kind of, you know, kind of get noticed. 
but no, so far no one's attempted right. to do that with this. Uh, you know, <laughs> I mean, I, I, the thing is as well, I feel like if anyone was going to kind of do a cover of it, um, you know, possibly, you know, after Prince's death, I feel like only kind of Sheena Easton would be able to really kind of do it and it would mean anything. I mean, <clears throat> she, she, she herself had a, an incredible, I mean, obviously she came up with la 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 he he, I want you, I want me. And she could come up with, with silly, fun lyrics. I mean, Morning Train is just this really peppy, you know, silly song, almost a kind of a throwback, despite coming out in the early 80s and and her own uh, pop star reputation. It's so... Yeah. It's so... It's so... Um, yeah, it does. It does feel like it would. It would fit. If it would fit with. If she did a cover of it, you know, like proper, it does feel like it would fit with with her. Um, you know, like the kind of her career. Uh, you know, which has been, you know, a lot of kind of upbeat pop. You know, that's that's kind of what she's known for. Um, right. But yeah, I mean, I I, I, <laughs> I feel like I'm going to have to give this rating, and yet I'm not hundred percent sure what I'm going to say. But I, th- I mean, I really. The thing is, I do. I do. Even though I kind of suggest that I don't want to listen to any more than three minutes, I still really enjoy the song as it is, you know, three minutes of it. Um, and I enjoy it enough, I think, to say four out of five. I, I would give it because I have a hard time like rating it as well because it's such its own thing uh, and it's not trying to be anything else. I'd give it a, a three out of five in terms of my own personal preference in terms of listening to the song because it's definitely good. It's not great, but it's not trying to yeah. be great. It's trying to be a, a its own little novelty <laughs> thing. So, in terms of what it wants yeah. to be, of what it is, this this unique thing, <laughs> uh, I would say five out of five. But it's just in terms of a song that I would enjoy listening to, three out of five. Yeah, and I think the only reason I'd say four out of five, and maybe not five out of five, because I think it succeeds on its own terms. Um, you know, if we're rating it that way, is because I think I love Scarlet Pussy so much more than this, <laughs> and it's like right before it. So. <laughs> And for me, that's like such a clear five out of five. Right. And I'm like, I can't, I can't then give this five out of five. Like this has to be a step down from Scarlet Pussy. You know, that is fair. In terms of songs that Prince did that are ostensibly about cats, you know, like, <laughs> in that, in that one genre, I think this is the lesser of the two. Um, so, you know, I couldn't go any higher than a there four. There you go. You found a, uh, a genre, uh, songs that are ostensibly about cats. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay, I don't think we're going to top that. So let's go to plugs. Is there anything you wish to plug? Stan? Uh sure. You can find me. Uh, I'm a DM on a D and D real play podcast called They They See Me Rolling. Uh, it's just a silly good time uh, with uh, my friends uh, Hayden Ford, Jody Doyle, and Ivan Clark uh, goofing around in this strange world of my creation. That's that's really it. Otherwise, check it out. I wouldn't explain the whole story. It's it's, it's insane. Uh, and you can find us on Facebook at Prince Track by Track or on Twitter at Prince Podcast, or you can email us. Not sure why you would. Although, let's put it like this. If you've covered la 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 he he he, by all means, do email me at PrinceTrackByTrack at gmail.com. Um, otherwise, thanks, thanks for being my guest here, Stan. Oh, thank you very much for having me back here. And goodbye.